What's up, guys? Welcome to Just So We're Clear, a podcast brought to you straight out of Singapore with your host, Marissa True, and myself, Hanley Hofer. Now, if you've listened to us before, well, you know the deal. But if you're new here, well, hey, welcome. So on this show, we cover pretty much everything to do with modern life, female empowerment, sex, mental health, finances, you name it, we do it in the most uncut way possible. Mm -hmm. So grab a coffee, maybe even a glass of wine. No, definitely some wine. Light a scented candle. Or maybe you're at the gym or you're cooking your dinner. But consider this next hour your time to feel like you're not alone. Because trust us, we get it. It's just so we're clear. Beach. Guess who it be? It's us. We're, we're back. back. We've missed you. As usual, it's been a chaotic season for both of us. And you know what? Consider this the long-awaited voice note that we owe you. We're going to make it long. We're going to make it juicy. This episode is loaded. I'm feeling great today. How about you? I am also feeling great today, knowing that there is so much for us to talk about. There's tea, there's snacks, there's mini sandwiches, there's those little <laughs> eclairs. Like there's so much to just get out of our systems because I feel like we always use this podcast as a way to rant to our audience as if they were our girlfriends. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, this is like those long lunches you take with your girlfriends. And like, you know, you blocked out the time at work just so you can indulge in this talk therapy. See, whenever I block out something in my calendar, I say, oh, I've got, I've got a really important meeting. Straight up a nap in the conference room. Like, I'm not talking to my girlfriends i'm not having that water cooler movement i'm like moment i'm like listen i'm real busy i'm unconscious <laughs> i'm blacked out <laughs> yeah 100 percent. people who don't understand how to build a nap into their work day need to work harder the italians have it down don't they cs does yeah no that's spanish then what's the Italian one So called? the Italians, what they do is after work, like instantly, they'll have an espresso and then they'll go like lie under their desks and have like a power nap. And then like by the time they wake up, the espresso hits perfectly and they time oh. it such so that they like maximize that caffeine hit. So I thought we were talking about the siesta when you eat too many rice and bread and carby things at lunch and so you have to go to sleep because your body can't handle digesting it and keeping your brain functioning either way moral of these two stories is that europeans you got it europeans, right man they, they also have like 40 days leave should we move to europe yes <laughs> yes absolutely yes. without a doubt yes but also in uni, we used to have that. Like we called them caffeine naps. We were like, yeah, you just basically take your caffeine tablet or a coffee, you go to sleep and you wait for your, I guess, adrenal system to smack you in the face awake. And then you're so anxious that you go supercharged into your work. We also had that in kindergarten. Sugar nap time. Rush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we uh, we stand naps and consider this your sign to take a damn nap, girl. Yeah. But not right now, because right now is us time. Where do we even begin? So just to refresh, Hanley over here. Marissa, Marissa over there. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, our names. <laughs> you're listening to Just So We're Clear. If you're a new timer here, welcome to the club. Um, a cute little podcast out of Singapore where we just talk. 
we generally just chat about life, and people seem to like it, so we kept going. So, where to even begin? Well, first off, I think our last episode was about a month ago, meaning there's about a month's worth of catch up, and we can start with our maps. But I think the key thing to acknowledge before we get into all of it is how much has changed within just four weeks. Because I feel at this very early stage of our baby 30s, life just accelerated. Suddenly everything got serious. Everything was moving. Like nothing was like, oh, I'm just going to chill this afternoon. It's like, no, I got admin to do. I have taxes to pay. I have parents to feed. Like there's just <laughs> so much to do. It's so true. Life moves fast. And so the big announcement happening in this world is, girl, I got engaged. Yeah, I'm basically <laughs> blinded on the other side of the table with the size of the rock that is just catching the light that enters my room. That's the sound of my rock because I am someone's fiance. It is so strange. So I've officially been a fiance now for a month and I'm still getting... Ah! Is it a month? That must have been a month. It must be a month. Oh, that means we podcasted longer. much longer ago. <laughs> You know, anyway, what? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Girl math. Yeah. It's been about a month. <laughs> and um, and it has been the wildest, happiest month, I'd say, like of my adult life in a lot of ways. It's a yes. huge step. I'm so happy. And I'm still not really used to like saying fiance. Like, I can't. Yeah, because you can't pronounce it. Clearly. Well, no, that's the fiance. thing. Like, I, I'm <laughs> still getting used to it. But like, because I'm still like high key immature, I can't just say fiance. I have to like put a twang of humor. So I'll be like, fiance. Like, yeah, I but that's what you just said again. Like, no, that's you're the point. Saying, exactly. You're saying the twang of humor is in it, but I think this is also just how you say it. Like the way Benedict Cumberbatch says, penguin. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh yeah, I just say it fine. No, this is how you say it. No, see, fiance has to rhyme with Beyonce, and that's phonetically how it's said, right? So you're going, it's fiance. For the rest of Beyonce. my The rest of my life, Beyonce, fiance, like, this this makes sense to me. Okay, no, but this sounds normal because what you said was Beyonce and fiance. <laughs> Either way, main <laughs> character energy. He liked it. He put a ring on it. She said, of course, very happy these days. So do we want to get into the story? Yes, we the do. The engagement. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should so that it's on record. Let's set the scene. <laughs> Sri Lanka. So yes. So my love, his name is Johnny. <clears throat> Is that the first time I'm saying his name on this podcast? I don't think you've ever said a boyfriend's name on the podcast. Oh, my God. That makes sense because it was like our principle of you give him a nickname until they're real. And now is his name is Johnny. As real as this rock on my hand. I'll never. Jonathan. Jo no, 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 no. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> um, so. Donnie took me to Sri Lanka, which is a very sentimental place for me because I don't know if you guys know this, but my father and mother um, have had roots in Sri Lanka my entire life, like a bit of family background. My dad was a travel book publisher. Because of that, we had a lot of different, I guess, homes and places growing up because of his life and his work. We were very international. Yeah, you were super nomadic. Super nomadic for a while. So we we always had a family home in the south of Sri Lanka, um, 15 minutes outside of Gaul, which is a beautiful UNESCO heritage town just on the coast, like right on the tip of the coast. Um, and so that place has been 
Wait, are you, are you giggling because I said tip? No, I was going to be like, guys, it is. <laughs> I was going to be like, guys, it is beautiful. I've been there. And then I remembered I broke the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Marissa went on a holiday with me and she literally broke the toilet there. Oh, that's a story for another time. Let's not kill the romance. Keep okay. Going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> So anyway, we went there and it was the first time going back to a place that I genuinely consider like a second home to me because it's the only home from my childhood that's still around. So like you guys know, like the childhood homes that we have, the older we get, the more precious the memory of them are or just how they are if they're still in your life. So like going back to Sri Lanka for me just had a lot of sentiment and bringing back Johnny was also another layer to it. My dad was there because dad lives back and forth between Singapore and here. Um, so dad was there. So very like wholesome, like come mm-hmm. see this part of my life, which is a very important part of my history and who right. I am. Um, so the scene was just very like cozy and wholesome and nice. And I see him spending time with my dad and we're like in my family home and we're just chilling. There's no agenda. And every day that we're there, I just kind of like, keep looking at him with like a cock in my neck you know what I mean yeah yeah just like oh look at him in my home like just it was like I was really feeling the love vibes big time but then things started to shift on one day one occasion we were out in town and I reached over to his Uniqlo dumpling bag I need to add that detail in because if you guys know about the Uniqlo dumping bag, like you already know. If it's a whole roast chicken in it. If, yeah. <laughs> Why is that your reference point? My sister told me and I've been waiting to buy a roast chicken to try it. You know, I believe that. That bag fits everything. Yeah, it fits my water bottle and apparently I freaking dinner. love the Uniqlo bag. Anyway, so I reached over to his Uniqlo bag and as I like went to grab something from his side, even before I could touch it, he like freaks out and he panics and he's like, don't touch the bag. Pass me the bag. Pass me the bag. Don't go to the bag. I'm like, oh my God, some shit's up. Did you know? Was your gut like, aha? Yes. And you knew it was a positive thing where you were like, yeah. Well, okay, listen. That and then two hours later, my girlfriend messaged me like, hey, how's Sri Lanka? And for some reason, her asking me made me think about the dumpling bag incident deeper. And then something clicked. And I was like, oh, oh my God, he's gonna, oh my God, there's a ring in there. Oh my God. Like, what other reason? Like, it was either that or like, I don't know, a knife. I don't know. Like, why are you hiding something? You, like, touch a little square box and you're like, knife! (laughs) (laughs) There's a weapon in this bag. There's a Swiss Army knife in there. I didn't know it could also fit that. (laughs) This man's packing. There's a machete in this dumpling bag. (laughs) It's foldable. Um, So So what was your first feeling? Like, when you started to put two and two together, was it panic? Was it excitement? Was it finally? Was it... Oh, shit, I didn't realize this was happening now. I full on freaked out. I freaked out. I was like, because in my mind, like while I'm having an amazing time in Sri Lanka, like it like, you know, we're like in my dad's house. Like there's like there's like a certain like essence of like deep romance that gets removed when like your father's there right yeah yeah so like yeah i was like oh my god he's gonna propose to me when my dad's here like i don't know for me it was like this is not sexy this is not hot (laughs) i'd like so i was kind of freaking out being like oh no my god it's like he's gonna ruin it because dad's here yeah (laughs) your poor father just the most wonderful man and you'd be like dad's about to shit on my engagement yeah i don't know 
but that was my first thing. I was like, not here. And I and I and I guess my mind went into like a million, first of all, panic reactions. And knowing me and my loud mouth and my inability to keep anything in, just my typical oversharing, overthinking ways, it took me like a whole like one hour before I said something. So like before I like click. What did you say? I would have expected that you would just kind of really bite your tongue down hard and oh. be like, we're just going to have to wait until this happens. Okay. You know me. I know you. Can okay. we, do we bite our tongues hard? I, Can, yes. Do we have the ability? Sometimes I think of us as normal people and I forget. I No, we have no filter. No, I have no true. filter. So I, correct. the fact that I like was able to hold on to this for like an hour and a half. It's a new record. It's a, It was pretty insane. So we were like basically like in bed, like reading. And I, obviously I wasn't reading. I was just staring at the book with my mind racing. And he was just like being his beautiful, amazing, normal self. And I suddenly turn around. <laughs> it's like a scene from a movie. And I'm really like juiced up. And I'm like, what's in the bag? <laughs> All right, seven. <laughs> seven? Yeah. What's in the box? No? I don't oh, get, wow. <laughs> I don't get that reference. The movie about the serial killer. Oh, no. Based that on one. the seven deadly sins. Okay. Um. Oh, we're going to have an... Okay, so I'm going to have to give you context okay. for this later because... But, but whatever it is, serial killer energy, you have captured that. That definitely was present in so the room. So you thought he's either going to propose to me or he's going to murder me. Not murder. More like the... And the energy of my what's in the box was equivalent to that. But obviously, I didn't think he was going to murder me. But I definitely knew there was something in the box. And he played it off so well, which obviously adds to the million reasons of why I'm going to marry this man. But I couldn't keep it in. So I started panicking. And I was like, what's in the box? What's in the box? Why won't you let me open the bag? Like, are you going to do it here in front of my dad? Are you sure? And I just basically like ripped open this like fermentation of like anxiety that I'd been holding in for a solid hour. So it's like anxious burp. Anxious burped. Mm-hmm. Um, and this man was able to ease my mind to like Soothe me down what to actually what steer me, steer me in such a different direction that at the end of it, I was like, "No, he's definitely not going to propose." So, like, okay, I just, so like, he didn't. <laughs> wait, so he didn't calm you down about the fact that there was a proposal incoming, kind of playing into I already know that she knows, but he redirected you and made you believe it wasn't happening. Yes. Yeah. So what did he say? He what was, did he convince you it he was? He was like, of course I wouldn't do it under your father's roof while we're here having Meanwhile, a lounge. Meanwhile, he's like, fuck, cancel the mariachi band. Totally, totally. <laughs> he's like, of course, of course, of course I know what you want. And he's like, you think I wouldn't have planned or thought about this better? Like, he just had such a good way of convincing me to chill. And I did. And I did. And then I was like, okay, I feel better. Thanks for talking about this with me. And I like go to the bathroom to, I don't know, like do my skincare or something. And I remember being in the bathroom and being like, fuck, Hanley, you idiot. You ruined it. He was going <laughs> to propose and now he's not because you couldn't keep your goddamn mouth shut. I fully was like self-talking to be like, you dumbass. But anyway, 
So that happened. That was step one. Mm. Chapter one. Chapter one. The drama. Yeah. And then we basically had two days um, and we left like the family home and we went like further down along the coast of Sri Lanka and we stayed in this beautiful hotel. And for some reason, even then, like it didn't click in for me. I was like, I think We're it's just probably because holiday. you just decided by that point, oh, well, I've killed it off now. So we're just going to have the rest of our holiday and it's going to be some other time where I'm not going to expect it. I'm totally, not freak out about totally. It. But you know what? I'm happy I freaked out because it was it's the truth. It's my authentic feeling at the time. I had like a boiling of like what's going to happen. If I had kept it in, I would have been strained. Oh, for sure. But this poor man is typing abort, abort, abort. To yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. He was doing. yeah, yeah. Like I have so much sympathy for me, for him, because I can't imagine how stressful it would be to plan a proposal to me. I am. Oh, yeah. Dif- I would I never difficult. do it. I would never. Yeah. <laughs> but he can. He executed it perfectly in my mind. And that is why he's the man of my dream. So anyway, we get to this beautiful hotel. We're staying at this hotel called Cape Weligama. It's like overlooking the ocean. And we're just like having a nice time. We really feel like we're on holiday. And... um. And like I said, this whole ring thing had completely left my mind. I was really just in the moment. We're chilling. We're by the pool. And as we check in, he's really insistent that we get dressed up and ready to make it for 5 p.m. tea. Because he was like, it was part of the package. And like, you know, I paid for it. So I want us to like do the tea. So in your brain, you're like... He is Irish, so he's really going to extract as much value as possible out yeah. of this package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, was this like, well, is a dollar conscious man. The man paid for it and it was part of the package. And so he wants, tea, you know, it's food. Well, yeah, and you were like, you're right. You're right. We should eat. Yeah, we paid for it. We should go to have afternoon tea at 5 p.m. on this beautiful cliff edge. Of course, baby, you're right. So I'm like, okay, let's go get ready. Oh my ready. God, baby, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby, let's go get ready. And so as I like turn around to walk back to our villa, I like go back to just check if I left anything behind. And I see him like aggressively notioning to the wait staff, like make sure there are tall glasses there. And I was like, oh my God, tall glasses, champagne celebration. He's going to propose. And that is and when the second freak out happened. Here? <laughs> where where was this point where you brought yourself to the bathroom and we were just like Whew. Okay, well that's it. I was in I was on the way to get ready for tea, right? So I'm basically like in the shower and I'm really happy that I had that moment for myself to talk myself down from my highly anxious behavior. And as I was showering, I was like, you know what, girl? Like you love this man. You and him have been talking about this before. You're confident in this relationship. Everything feels right. Like, just let him do what he needs to do. And now that you know what's going to happen, just be present. Just like, don't try to control. Don't try to change anything. Just be as present as you possibly can this moment on. And I guess that promise to myself, like that intention, just made it as beautiful as it was because after I got out of the shower, like everything that I was doing, like putting on my makeup, I was like, I don't even want to wear that that much makeup Mm -hmm. because this is like natural me and I want to look natural because he loves me for me and my natural state. It just felt so intentional and so lovely to be like, this is going to be the most important moment of our lives. And like, and it's just about me and him and our love. And it was really nice. So we make our way down to the lookout point. Firstly, 
the staff at the hotel at this point had gone all out. Like for for a package included tea, there were like petals leading down the stairs to like this poor man point. probably foraged for all the petals himself and gave him a sack of like so, rose petals yeah and it went, was so beautiful you know what to do they're like lotuses with candles like winding down this path that overlooks the ocean and we get there and <laughs> and even though it was tea there's like nothing tea related about it there's no food there's like <laughs> There's like no, there actually nothing's prepared. So he starts freaking out. He's like, where's everything? The staff were kind of like, and they were like, you asked for tall glasses only. (laughs) The tall glasses weren't there. Like nothing was there. The staff were just kind of standing around, like caught up in this like romantic scene that they were hoping to be witness to yeah they were like this is about us too now yeah they were like all all of them were like smiling at me like a little bit extra longer than usual like just so sweet and like it was so fun because he didn't know i knew but i knew and he was freaking out trying to get all the arrangements perfect for the right moment and like i was just giggling the whole time because I mean, it was a, it was amazing. It was adorable. So he's like speaking to the staff, trying to get them to like get the shit together for this tea. Like I'm telling you, there was like nothing. There was like teacups and like no food, no drinks, like nothing. So he was like, "Where's everything?" So as he's busying himself this is part with of that, package. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I walk over to the cliff edge to busy myself, so I'm not in his way as he's having his like groom freak out. And as I walk to the edge of this cliff to take in the view, I look to my right and I literally scream in fright. Like I have the biggest shock of my life because I clock over to the right and guys, there is a man hiding in a bush with a telescopic camera like pointed at me. Like it was like bird watcher, like astronomy level lens just pointed in my direction from a man not hiding around the bush hiding inside a bush you were like the paparazzi the paps are here they knew it was me (laughs) this is my moment and so i screamed because it scared me it's also funny because the photographer caught the moment i screamed and um that's the photo you need to frame yeah just me like (gasps) um and Johnny notices I'm screaming and I'm cracking up as well because it's so funny. And I'm like, baby, there's a man in the bush. And he's like, oh. And by at this point, he's like hellbound on this being about tea. He's like, oh, baby, I just wanted someone to capture photos of our tea. Like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I would have been like, oh, that's a bird watcher. That's how's a bird watcher. Oh my God, he should yeah. have. Or be like, oh, I guess there's a lot of birds around here. Some wild pelicans. I don't know who this man is. Yeah. <laughs> we have never seen each other, nor emailed, nor exchanged <laughs> funds in my life. So at this point, Johnny is like just trying to pull everything together. This and he, poor man. I like, know. Everything's, I he's know. just having this meltdown because he wants the most perfect moment. And his future fiance is just found a man in a bush She's like gig- laughing my ass off by the way so anyway he motions to the dude to come over he's like bro she saw you it's fine why don't you come over for us to take some photos still playing along as if this was for tea and as the photographer crawls out of the bush and climbs over the little barrier onto the lookout platform guys i kid you not as he does that he goes 
So, bro, did you pop the question yet? I love this man. <sighs> the photographer is the main character the of all of this. And Johnny looks at him, looks at me. I look at him, look at the photographer, and there's like this silence and this three-way glancing between us. And Johnny's like, no! <laughs> at what point was Johnny like, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah. Let me just do this real quick because, my God, the longer we wait, the worse this is going to go. At that point. <laughs> so the moment the photographer was like, did you do it? And he's like, I'm about to. I'm going to now, Just dude. resentfully gets down on one knee. Yeah. So anyway, after that, the photographer goes off to the side. Johnny takes my hand. He brings me to the cliff. He tells me the most beautiful poem that I've ever heard. And he gets out on the question and he asks me to marry him. And you said, I said, of course. So I think whenever people hear these like fairy tale stories, it's as funny and as chaotic (laughs) as yours is. You always assume it's this like flood. Oh, my God, this is the best thing ever, which I'm sure it was. But like, did you freak out at all afterwards because you freaked out before? Or were you kind of like, now we're calm? Um, No, I definitely had like waves of emotion. Right. Yeah. Because it's also like, well. That's the thing. I think because I freaked out like before, I was able to be present to to really take in what he was saying. Because I've heard from other friends and stories that like they forget what, <laughs> what their husband said. So you did your panicking in advance so you could actually be present for the, the moment itself. Bridal tip. Panic in advance. I always panic in <laughs> advance. Before, during, and after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to microdose my anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I like the emotion came in waves. And then I think also the great, like the reactions are, it's like a gradual wave, right? Like it comes also when you feed off the energy of the friends you tell. So, Mm. like, there's like the proposal, then it's the two of you. Then, after like that high goes down, then you get to call the people closest to you guys. And every call is like a spike in love and happiness because you're sharing with your community and then it goes down and and it kind of rolls out and it's still been rolling out and it's just I get the whole engagement high it's because you're also being constantly reminded by people who care about you that they're happy for you yeah it's like yeah like when people keep wishing your birthday like a week later you're like oh yeah the season it's still here (laughs) this is my engagement month (laughs) engagement month and so I'm definitely still in it and it's just been, it's been fabulous. Fab. I still remember when the moment you texted me and I saw I had a missed call from you and I was on a work call, I knew. <sighs> as soon as I saw it, I looked over at Yost and I was like, it's about to happen. And then I was like, I think Henley's about to tell me that she's either pregnant or engaged. And I had money on pregnant. I wasn't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then- your instant reaction was, fuck off. <laughs> And I hope you realize I meant that in the most positive sense. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, my expression of I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's aggressive and true. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that was wild. And it was also one of those things where, like, I know you had a bit of difficulty with, like, the fact that it wasn't the perfect engagement. But again, it's one of those things where I feel like you come away from it with this story to tell and like the fact that you can laugh and joke about it now and it's always going to be a memory that you cherish because of the things that went wrong that mm-hmm. made it extra memorable mm-hmm. i think it's great i think they should all go wrong <laughs> well that, so okay best. question for you 
would you want to know? Would you want to have like a feeling that's happening? Because some people have no idea. Then it like blindsides them. I think I do. Or at least I want to feel like, oh, we're close to that point now. Mm. But like not know in the moment that it was happening. Mm -hmm. So like if it if I was you on the beach or on the cliff edge, I wouldn't want that to be a total surprise. I want to have turned up in my like Birkenstocks and shorts and a t-shirt, fully expecting to just have some tea as part of a package. Where's the and, food? <laughs> yeah. And be like complaining about the fact that there's no sandwiches and then be completely surprised by it. But I would still want to know in maybe like the month prior that that's like the energy we're starting to like lean into a bit mm. being like oh shit it's you and i for life totally i feel you need to have discussions leading up to it oh yeah because if you didn't if yeah. you were like say you were say even if you were two years into a relationship and then suddenly boom you're at a dinner and he's on one knee and you're like i'm sorry mm. like where yeah. when did we discuss it because it like should feel like a joint decision totally almost. and do you do you want to have a say in your ring Yes. Don't come on. Don't be cool. Yes, of course. Okay. It's twofold, right? Because a part of me hopes and like really wants to take the gamble that this man knows me well enough to know exactly what I want without me having to be like, hey, for when this eventually happens, keep this in mind. No. I want to be like, wow, he really gets it. But at mm. the same time, I'm like, no white diamonds. <laughs> like I want this kind of band. I want so I think it's just a matter of giving the intel to other people and trusting that it'll feed eventually back to him. I created a Pinterest board called Secret Ring and then added him to it. So it wasn't a secret at all. Hanley, oh my God. No. That's, we, that's on brand. <laughs> no, actually, for a few months, we had already been discussing what I wanted. And we'd actually had gone to like diamond stores for me to try on different sizes to see how they look on your finger. See, okay, so this is good because this is the like, this is the warm up. This mm -hmm. is the runway up to it where you knew all of this was taking place. You just didn't know when it was going to happen mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Collaborative exercise. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like your relationship. Yeah. Team building. Like all my friends who have done, um, you know, marriage engagements, rings and all that. Like I really did take their advice to heart. So girlfriends were like go and try them on because what you see online may not look good on your finger mm. like go test what color band you want for your skin tone like kind of know what you want yeah yeah and yeah. also like decide if you're the kind of girl where like are you a size queen and there's no problem if you are or aren't but like know what you want i think that's fair mm. think about it we're gonna wear this rock on our hands for supposedly ever forever yeah you might as well like love it oh yeah you absolutely have to love it i've heard a story um where this girl didn't love it so she didn't wear it and she felt guilty for the longest time <sighs> yeah if you don't want that happening i wouldn't want that happening I mean, can you imagine if your boo got down on one knee did the whole shebang popped open the box and it was like a heart-shaped pink I diamond knew that was coming no and then you would just look at it and be like you had every opportunity and now we have to break up i yeah <laughs> Like, you're the love of my this, life, but that... And you couldn't figure that bit out. The most basic thing, you don't know me, it's done. Nar. 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 <laughs> Deep nar. <laughs> oh, it's so... Rings are so interesting to me because, like, I've always thought of myself as... 
you know, like I don't go past a jewelry window, a jewelry shop window and think I just want to see all of it and like eventually imagine one of those on my finger. But I do think it's such like a big symbol of them knowing you and what you'd like. Totally. But my issue is that I have told too many people what my perfect engagement is. I know. And it's an opal. No, also like the style of the actual question popping. But wait, oh, tell me. It's like, I've been saying this since I was like... Oh, no, actually, I remember. You wanted to include a puppy. Yes. Yes. And a house. And a house. Because, like, if you turn up with some little gumball ring, but it's in the collar of the puppy we just adopted in front of the house you just bought for our future family, I don't give a shit about the ring. She'll faint. I have a dog in a house now. <laughs> I will be at the aisle. <laughs> this is getting done. We can sign it right now. <laughs> We don't need the party. You got it. You, yeah. you listened to the brief. Yeah. And instead of saving, like, you didn't spend all your salary on a beautiful ring that, yes, would make me look excellent. I got a house. Yeah. Girl knows what she wants. That's the thing. Know what you want. The value of clarity. We've circled this topic a few times, and it's happening to a lot of us progressively with maturity, experiences, and age. But it's a blessing to know what you want. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, if I don't get the house, it's okay. I'm just going to be really resentful for a while. It's fine. <laughs> just get the <laughs> damn puppy. Um, but here's an interesting thing. As I and well, well, as Johnny and I were exploring different types of rings, I did also dive into the world of like alternative rings, like different stones. I learned about lab-grown diamonds, natural diamonds. Mm. It is fascinating i reckon i'd be cool with a lab grown diamond i think i would like i said i don't think i would want a white one mm. i actually instinctively think i'd need a i think i'd fall in love with a yellow diamond Ooh, i yeah. like that for you yeah with your indonesian tan yes mm. it's like gold, a gold bag stain you know Ooh, yeah, like, yeah 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 curry <laughs> fried chicken rampa <laughs> <laughs> kunyit <laughs> wait what's the other one jamu Jamu. Jamu. She want a diamond. Jamu ring. Yes. <clears throat> That's what I want. Anyways. <laughs> um, so for everyone who is going to naturally ask what's next, well, just did our engagement party, which was beautiful backyard vibes, our closest friends. And now nothing. I'm not going. We're not in a rush to go down the altar. I'm not in a rush to do a big wedding ceremony. I'm really happy if this is it. Like, Maybe if we do something small, if it's just the two of us in terms of the signing. Mm. But in terms of like a big, big wedding, I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure out if like that is me and how I want that done. Sure. You could Kardashian it and just get it heavily sponsored. Because mm. that would be fun. <laughs> For me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. because and, and the truth of that is that I've seen so many girlfriends organize their wedding. It's just It doesn't out. actually look fun. It doesn't actually look fun for the bride and groom. Yeah. Because there's so much ceremony that they have to be a part of. It's almost like you don't get to enjoy your own party. So that's also another thing I'm trying to identify. Like, I, I obviously want the ceremony and the promise to be for us. But there is obviously, and we have to admit, there's a big side of weddings that are really performative. Yeah. And it's for others. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I just want to make sure that when I do know what we want to do, when we want to do it, that it's coming from a place that it's for us oh, and not yeah. for the external well, performative kind of angle, which, which just happens naturally, right? But the engagement party was kind of that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know you can achieve... A big event with everyone you know and love, 
or a lot of them anyway, and still feel good about it without kind of like over-grandizing it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you, I feel like you just follow your instincts. I mean, well, yeah. I personally love an open bar and a dance floor. <laughs> Maybe a live band. Guys, watch me say this and then like rock up to the aisle on like an elephant or something. <laughs> like- oh my God. Have I told you my <laughs> wedding plan? No. What's your wedding plan? I have had this set in stone since I was nine. Why have we not talked about it? I okay. will get married in Mongolia. Oh, we have talked about it. I will it. ride down the aisle on a yak. A yak? Not a horse? No, a yak. Okay. <laughs> you act like I haven't thought of this. No, okay, no, no. Don't correct me. I know my answers. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Because, and then I remembered once being on a date and I floated that. I, I, I was just, because we were talking about it in general and I had said that and he was so dumbfounded by the idea and thought it was so ridiculous that we never went out again fair but then i got a little embarrassed by my grand plan so i started telling people that i just wanted my honeymoon to be in mongolia no i'm lying to myself and others i want to be married in mongolia in a luxury yurt after having walked maybe a mile off the back of a yak looking incredible with That's her, the goal. With her jamu ring. Yes. Okay. And then maybe like a falcon on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going to have the drama and the audacity somewhere, I'm going to make it my wedding. Yeah. I want it to be so meme worthy that like no one will forget. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Making points. And if it's not my wedding, we'll make it my bachelorette. If anyone has any contacts in Mongolia, like now would be a good time to just hit me Please. up. Please. Just Please. let me know. <laughs> if this has been done, send photos. <laughs> oh, no, it has been done. Oh, that's I told, how you know. I told a girl about this just the other day and she showed me her girlfriend's wedding and she did the exact same thing and it was everything I could have imagined. Okay. So send me the photos. Confirm to me mm-hmm. that little eight-year-old Marissa's conviction was excellent. Mm-hmm. And we are sticking with that. By the way, yaks are fucking huge. Oh, I know. But yeah. you're f- fully going to have to like spread you like you're straddle those they're things. Gonna have to te- you're going to look on one. Should I go side saddle? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like this little bride with this fucking giant yak. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just like the Hulk on a horse versus like, oh my God, I'm so dainty on this gigantic fucking winter cow. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. So anyway... Just to recap, it's been a really wild year, but you're so right what you said at the beginning. Like, in the older you get, the faster things happen, I think. Yes. Yeah. Because Johnny, also- was, sorry, Johnny was also telling me this. So, Johnny's in his 40s. Yeah. We've got a cute 12 year age gap. Yeah. You guys are the same zodiac sign. It's my favorite fun fact about you. I know. Me you're too. both monkeys. I know. <laughs> The moment you were like, he's also a monkey, I had to do the math and I was like, oh, damn. I that know. was the only moment. I acknowledged your age gap because everything else I was like, it's fine. He's slightly older, whatever. The moment you said we are the same zodiac sign, I was like, whoa. I know. It's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he was telling me, he's like, you know, the older you get, like the faster things move because you have a different grasp of time and you know what you want and like what you value is a lot clearer. So I believe him. I feel it too, obviously. I I also, I feel like I've been feeling it more recently, mainly... I chalk it up to just having a lot more conviction over the moves you're making in life. Like even with relationships, the moment you feel like you're with a partner that makes you feel secure and like safe and happy and you have a lot of fun together, but you also support one another, you're kind of like, well, I kind of ticks that box. Like, I don't feel like, oh, what else is out there? Mm. Who are these people? Will I ever get to date again? I'm like, no, I'm very, very settled. I know what I I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It kind of like happened, I wouldn't say overnight, but it wasn't like a long stretch. Like 29 to 31, what a shift in who we are and how we think and how we address ourselves. Yes. And I was actually thinking about this when I couldn't sleep one night and it was that principle of Saturn's return. And I had spoken to a few, you know, 27, 28 year olds, and it just sounded like they were in the middle of a tornado with everything that was going on in their life. And I feel like now 31 turning 32, there's just this level of calm of being like, huh, we actually did all that. And like, you kind of forget to notice when the tornado stops and then everything is calm again. I really like there there are no two Saturn returns, right? There's only one, right? We should look I don't think there's two. I mean, I personally think every turn of a decade there's some kind of transition in your mm. life because there's always this mental shift. Like there's always this weight attached to, oh my god, I'm gonna turn thirty. Oh my god, I'm gonna turn forty. But um we do have um decades of different luck though. That's true. Yeah. Like I, I think about people in my life where I look at them and I'm like, yeah, your 20s were unlucky. Do you but your worry? 30s were great. Also, like, you know, Khloe Kardashian, obviously, yeah. she Go had on. a terrible 30s, but, do but her you... 40s are going to be great. I think like this turn definitely exists. Go on. What freaks me out about that concept, because I've heard it before, is if I've been having a really lucky time. Am I going to lose it? Because mm, it's more than like, oh, you've had a really bad or like a rough time for the last five to 10 years. Don't worry. Your luck is coming. At what point does your luck run out? Everyone's luck has to run out at one point. I think we just have to accept that at certain stages of our life, it's going to be hard. We're going to be unlucky. That's just the balancing act of it all. Well, I hope it happens when I'm 98 and the bad luck just means I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> Your luck's about to turn white. <laughs> well, that well, was easy. <laughs> well, touch all the wood with coins on it that the luck doesn't turn right now. Or maybe we all communally had bad luck during COVID. And so now we're all on a general rise. Because I feel like that's happening in my community as well. Like I look around, everyone seems to be doing okay. I'm like, yeah. I think that everyone's just finally rebounded and then settled back into their own rhythm. Like... There's no reason, there's nothing that's really holding you back from having really kind of come back into your own after the chaos and intensity of COVID. Hmm. I was actually thinking about this when I was hanging laundry earlier. It was like three years ago, I was doing this and I was depressed as all hell. Hmm. And now I'm like, oh, was this good? Is this fine? Hmm. You know what I mean? I do. It's like when you think of a memory and you can feel the weight that's attached to that memory and then you bring yourself back to the present. You're like, oh, I'm not actually carrying that. When I think about myself in previous years, I just like see her as like a little sister. I'm like, oh, oh I just see her as like a little baby. I just want to hug yeah. and be like, like, your luck wasn't great. But <laughs> I just want to stroke the back of her head and be like, you're trying your best, but you have no idea. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. Maybe, and actually, no, definitely in some alternate time universe, there is an older version of us looking at us now in our early 30s doing the same. Like you have no idea what's coming. That's why I like all of those Instagram reels and TikToks where they speak to older generations who are like, it just gets better. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Everything's fine. You don't need to take yourself so seriously. It always works out. I love those. I, I bookmark them and I, watch I love them. those too. I love those two. Anyway, oh. enough about me. I feel like that was a good chunk of our lengthy, uh, long luncheon on the spotlight on moi. 
let's turn it over to you. I feel like people don't know what you've been doing. How do I follow like, who up are you? with that? Who are you? How do I follow up with I got engaged? <laughs> follow up with I'm pregnant. Uh, <laughs> on, I have not been diagnosed with pregnancy, but I was diagnosed with obesity. So that, that is fun. insane. Okay. Can we actually briefly touch on this? Because this this, this drives me off the to wall. touch on this. Okay. Listen, guys, it's not a big deal. I am a very athletic woman. I am very muscular. I did a body scan that told me I'm 43% muscle. Which Damn. Ridiculous. That's so much. Impressive. My my personal trainer friend looked at my results and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. I'm jacked. I'm excellent. But but prior to getting this result that told me that not only did I have a high percentage of muscle mass that was proportionally higher for women, I was also very comfortably within the healthy body fat zone. Which is important because I think women need like a minimum of 20% and up to kind of keep their fertility in check and like manage a lot of health risks. Like healthy fat is a real thing. Women need to understand they should be holding on to their fat because you're conditioned to try to lose it. Don't lose it. You can lose some of it, not all of it. I had gone to the gynae for the first time in two years. Two years is a very long time because... Every single time I go, they never let me feel good about myself whatsoever. I think it's I think going to the gynae is just for me personally the most horrible experience because they get me on a scale, they weigh me, they sit me down, and I've got polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, which is a very common condition amongst women, but every single little thing about you they use to justify the condition and for what that looks like for many women is irregular periods or absence of periods which is what i have and so every single time you step on the scale they tell you you need to lose weight and that's the problem it's your fault everything Mm -hmm. is you shouldn't gain weight but then they tell you the thing about this condition is that your insulin resistance isn't normal and so you will put on weight and find it impossible to lose you can't do high intensity exercise because even though you would burn all the calories to lose the weight you're going to put your body into such a high stress zone that you're going to store fat anyway and so they give you this like horrible kind of conflicting and contradicting story of what you're supposed to do with your health and so most recently I've been working out really hard consistently but not burning myself out and I was actually looking in the mirror thinking I think I actually look good no Mm -hmm. you're looking fire oh thank you yeah I saw that profile picture no your thing you posted like sports illustrated athlete athletes <laughs> level i know it's your boyfriend's wallpaper because he also knows what's up like you're looking great thank you so i've been feeling good and so i was coming in to the gynae appointment very proud of myself for not only eating really well sleeping well and just managing my exercise i was like i finally did it we have the rhythm. And then I go in, I step on the scale, my blood pressure is normal. And as soon as I sit down, she goes, you need to lose weight. Ayo. And I was just like, oh, I can't win. Yeah. I was like, it's so shitty. So, but then the other thing that was wild about this is when I first started going to this gynae, and there's a lot of reasons why I've stuck with this gynae, but the, when I first started going, I was severely underweight. And that was the reason why they thought I wasn't getting periods. So they were like, you need to gain weight. Mm. I was like, great. So I gained 10 kilos. Ten Like at that new 10 kilo mark, they go, great. This is fantastic. You're in a much healthier space. Let's see how your body reacts. But whatever you do, don't gain more weight. And I was like, shit. 
<laughs> so mm. I did everything in my power to maintain that weight. But true to form, with this condition, you put on weight easier. I gained 10 more kilos. And every appointment, I would incrementally have gained one or two kilos. And every single time, they'd be like, we told you to stop a few kilos ago. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm stressed. I can't seem to lose the weight. I'm trying to do this exercise. You're telling me to exercise, but not exercise too much. Eat, but not eat too much. Like, I don't know what to do. And then 10 kilos up from the original target, I have a period. My first one for years, completely naturally occurring. I was so proud of myself. I couldn't believe that my body had done it. And the first thing I get told is, yeah, whatever about that, lose your weight. That's so messed up. I was like, bitch. That is such a head spin. <laughs> that is such a head spin. Yeah. So for me, I'd say my major life update, like I guess extracting from that moment is really trying to separate the reality of my health and my situation from what people who are supposed to know better than me are telling me that isn't correct. And that little demon voice in my head from when I was 20 years old that told me weight was everything. Mm. And so now I was, I was literally looking at a blood test request form because I had to do a blood test to check all my vitals like cholesterol, whatever. And also... Have you ever done a diabetes? Like, no. What's it called? Like a, basically it tests your proneness to diabetes. Okay, I'll get into that in a second, but it's the worst test ever. But it was just finally being able to be like, you really need to tell yourself now more than ever before you get back into this destructive thought cycle that you are not obese you are muscular, you are fit, you are healthy, and you're taking care of yourself and your body's reacting positively, you need to ignore the other information. And for once, you know better than your doctor. And that's big. Because mm -hmm. the entire, I'm going to say, 10 years of going to this clinic has been, they know best and I'm doing it wrong. And you beat yourself up about it. So it was kind of like, for once, you need to trust that you're making the right decision for you. And there's so many angles to this because women, I, and I want to say... I want to speak on millennial women. The topic of weight, whether we admit it or not, has just been like a haunting word for our developmental years, our 20s. And a lot of us are still working through the relationship with that word. Like we grew up in one of the most toxic times around diet culture, media, like putting worth onto our weight, worth onto our size. And now, even though we have a lot more conversations about inclusivity, it just sounds like there's not enough um, vocabulary to like adjust where we are and what's out there and what I don't know, the medical world wants to use. Yeah. It, ju it just, there's like, there's so much sensitivity around this topic. It's just, it just sounds so draining. It is. And I think also what I particularly find triggering is everything that made me susceptible to an eating disorder in my youth or this fixation on my weight still exists today, just looks a little different. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's like, oh, it's okay. Like Gen Z are going to be fine because they're so much more aware. They're so much more woke. There's still that girl who is super vulnerable to the wrong kind of messaging. And when you look at the girls on social media and like those fitness influencers, it's like 80% genetic and 10% plastic surgery. Like a lot of those figures is not sustainable nor something that you can ever try and attain. You just need to figure out what looks good on you and for you rather than trying to be this carbon copy of someone else on 
Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And it's all like it's most likely edited, photoshopped. Like it, you're right. It's all it's a disorder that's just like in the filter of it being glamorized. Yeah. It's just yeah. the thing actually hasn't shifted. But I do want to say that like I do have a lot of sympathy, empathy for women our age group because like we were so targeted. Oh, we were. Have you, ha- have you seen this thing recently? And someone revisited Britney Spears back in like back in the era when she got totally body shamed for her performance of Gimme More. Mm. She's wearing this like black sparkly bikini and her like her midriff is out. And like at the time they were calling her fat. And now, and I remember being like, oh my God, she is fat. I remember looking at her body type and being like, ooh. And actually now, when I look at her body type, like, that's us. Like, that's naughty. That's skinnier than us. I actually see those. And I, because I remembered when I would first see those, like, whether it was a tabloid, like, like, you know, the paparazzi snap a celebrity at the beach in a bikini. Oh my God. And they, like, they literally draw a circle around the cellulite. And I remember thinking, in my brain, oh, that's bad then. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know it was bad and until they told me it was bad. And I went, oh, okay. And the moment I started to see it on my own body, I was like, oh, shit. And it's like, happening. Yeah. But the fact that back then I agreed with the lens, now I know better, but it's just so twisted about how media and how easily influenced we are. Yeah. And like, for us, it was a little bit more brutal. It was paparazzi. We didn't have the balance of like woke and conscious social media to just kind of like ease us out. But there there are still forms of it. Everyone, women and men are victims to it. And mm. I just I just don't know if the conversation will ever shift. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, I recently saw this clip. This It was this Instagram reel. And it started with Britney Spears, where this old ass interviewer was saying, I want to talk about your boobs. Oh, my God. I saw that. And then like and then oh, what's his name? Howard Stern Gross. was going after one of the women who's just like, you are heavy set. And then he demanded to weigh them on his show and there was no, it was whole... victoria beckham he wanted to weigh victoria beckham yes no there was victoria beckham and then there was this blonde woman i think she's passed away anna, anna nicole smith oh my god oh i just watched the documentary of her on netflix oh what a story yeah. mm-hmm. so like they were like oh we're just saying that you look heavier or like who do you think is skinnier you or your bandmate and it's just like what the fuck it's so messed up so anyway if you're listening to this if this resonates with you on any level just know number one there's nothing freaking wrong with you at all no no it was never actually about you it was just some projection of some very unhappy people sitting in a position of being bullies and they just projected it to the world and were sadly all somewhat affected by it Mm. you're not alone if you have these thoughts or feel judgment towards yourself or your body even in your 30s even in your 40s sometimes you know when I'm like feeling a bit low confidence and I catch the thoughts I judge myself for not having grown out of the thoughts yet but that's the thing we almost beat ourselves up for having beaten ourselves up exactly like it's this constant like it's just it's so frustrating and I think like I don't think anyone ever looks in the mirror and with 100% certainty goes I fully love every single thing about myself, flaws and all. Like, I think you can kind of get there or you can tell yourself that so you can eventually reinforce that belief onto yourself. But I think it's so hard to do. And like, so what I actually found was 
it was like, okay, do you remember when you are a girl and say you like had PE and you're in the locker room and you're getting like ready for your next class and then a girl stands in front of the mirror and she's like, oh my God, I feel so fat. And the instant response is, oh my God, no, you're not fat, which instantly villainizes the fat in the, in the situation. When what we should have said is like, no, your body's beautiful. Like no matter what it looks I like, know. fat or no fat. And like, this was something that I learned through my boyfriend, actually, because as much as I could start to embrace the fact that being a muscular girl means I am bigger, I have never seen a man so vocally express like the beauty of the female form in all iterations where like when I remember I said, oh, I feel bigger. And he just went, you are. And I was like, the beauty of the Dutch. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, rein that back in. <laughs> and I was like, now I just feel like a lot bigger. And he's like, you are. But he's like, that's the most beautiful thing about you. He's like, everything about it is so proportional. I love the way that this does this. I love the way that that looks in that dress. And I was like, oh, like being, like being big was such this, it was such a bad thing to be. And he was like, it's your human body. If you're bigger than everyone else, what's wrong with that? And I was like, ah, he's right. And there's always like a grass is greener aspect to this too, right? Because there are yeah. also girls who are like, they're so skinny. They can't put on weight. So they want to be bigger. And oh, it's yeah. just like, there's no win. But I want to take this moment to also shout out to the male influences in anyone's lives that have actually made positive impact to body image. Because that was something that I learned could happen through my male relationships, like exes, even like male friends. It was so crazy, but it's almost like when they were like, what are you talking about? No, it was almost like them talking and dismissing it was mm. like just so impactful mm -hmm. because there's also the angle of like everything that women criticize their body for could originally come from the whole male gaze thing, right? Yes. Like we want to look attractive because yeah. we want to look hot. because My boobs are too small. Yeah, my bum is too flat. We like... want it to look good to like attract and like everything that comes with that. For the, so there is also, I recognize this like messed upness that like when my partner or someone was like, what are you talking about? Like, no, it kind of was like, oh, you're right. Mm. I don't know why it took that other angle for you to help me with that. But it's something that, didn't it's I don't know how to say it without try, sounding a bit off but it's like when a girl gathers around a girl to be like no you're not yeah. it just felt really different to a guy being like what no no one thinks like it's we don't think that like, way I feel like with fellow women is kind of this consoling attitude and you know that the intent is to just make you feel better well it's like when a man says it, the intent is to make you snap out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's like that's solutions it. focused. Yeah. It, it, like this guy isn't being like, let me just cherish your feelings for a moment. Like the way we tend to as women, they're just like, well, that's just factually. They're like, accurate. we don't care about that. Move on. And you're like, oh, you don't? Because my whole youth, I was led to think that you did. And I do think <laughs> also part of that comes with having positive relationships with men who you will hear in that way because there's so many like if you think about it that's true actually because so, some men i'll be like just shut the fuck up i didn't ask for your opinion exactly. <laughs> but so much of it is born out of this like unsaid but very real pressure to fit into the box that we were told to fit into only for someone to come in who we thought was supposed to who, i guess in a way be the one to like pass that judgment be like what do you mean that doesn't matter mm. and we're just like oh so shout out to those non-shallow dudes who like make a difference because I feel like they did. Yeah, they totally did. Or I think it's I mean, at the end of the day, we still we're all still physically attracted to something. Right. Like mm -hmm. we all have like our physical types. It's just more acknowledging that 
as much as there is diversity in body types, there's a diversity of people who are attracted to that body type. And you can't try and make yourself attractive to someone who just isn't going to appreciate you for That's what you've right. got. You can't force someone who doesn't like peaches to like a peach. So all I'm saying is I'm hot. I don't give a fuck. Like, call me obese. <laughs> Fuck you, medical community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, let me tell you about this diabetes test because I've never done one in my life. And it was awful. What they do is you have to fast the day before. You come in for a blood test. And I shit you not, the moment they finish the blood test, they give you a bottle. And it's like 500 mils or something of syrup. Yeah. It is pure orange flavored syrup and they make you chug it in front of them to make sure that you get it all and literally to the point where the moment you finish it they add a little water to make sure you get every last drop of sugar because their whole thing is to see how your body responds to a sugar overload so i was like i eat sweets all the time this is walk in the park like we'll be fine i've eaten a whole cake before like, <coughs> this is okay <coughs> excuse me so I chugged this syrup. Ugh. Instantly, my body just like, I can feel my muscles start cramping and I'm like hunched over and I'm physically shaking. And I'm like, this is awful. And they're like, all right, well, you know, come back in two hours. We'll take more blood and then you'll be done. And I was like, okay. So I sit myself in a cafe in the hospital. I'm like, I'm just going to watch a movie on Netflix and then I'll be done. It was awful. If there was ever greater proof that sugar should not be at that intensity in your body, it was this experiment. Oh my God. And so I actually ended up feeling so bad. I took myself home and just lay in bed and I couldn't physically move because any time I moved an inch, I was about to throw up. What? Yeah. How much sugar did they give you? So much this sugar. Ab- oh, I was also, like, what a-, a way to test diabetes by giving you diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to fail this test. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. I, yeah, I was like, if I'm an obese diabetic, we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, then we're going to have a problem. Did you just trigger something in me? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. So I eventually Gross. took myself back to the hospital. And the, the, nurse just, the nurse was so sweet. But she's like, so did you throw up? And I was like, almost. She's like, well, it's good you didn't. Because otherwise we do it all over again. No. Today. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> Luckily... Test results came back. They're all good, but awful. Okay. And they make people, they make old people go through this test. I'm just shaking my head. I'm, I mean, I, maybe at one point in my life, I'm going to have to do that, but no, thank you. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Health, hey, don't do it. The TLDR is when someone tells you you're obese, really think about it and really think if it makes sense. And I will say I had a lot of support from the personal trainer community because <laughs> when I went to go do my full body composition assessment, I asked them and I was like, yeah, so I basically want to do this because I was told that I was severely overweight and I just want to make sure that the metrics are clean. And these guys jacked and like little to no body fat. And they were like, oh, I've been obese for 12 years, according to the medical board. I'm like, why do we still have this? Like, why? Why is our entire healthcare system based on BMI that we know is outdated and then people are treated accordingly? These guys are lifting the most intense weight. They are lean. They are cut. They, they're running marathons. And the healthcare board is telling them they're obese. That's so wrong. That's so, so funny. I'm sorry. It's so messed up. It's almost, so messed up. I want to rally. It's like you do all these things to not be obese. And the medical board is like, you are clinically obese, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I want to do like a whole 
photography campaign of all the people who have been classified as obese who are clearly not obese. I feel like it's very avant-garde. Maybe I'll do a runway show. It's just jacked people walking like walnuts down a runway. I feel like you're going to trigger some, like, fat-positive people, but... Well, they, like, you can also be... <laughs> in this in this climate... They can also be part of the show. <laughs> Obese, question mark? Because <laughs> the thing is, right, like, if there's anything that I've learned through this whole exercise, on top of the other stuff I've already mentioned, it's that we attach so much meaning and significance to your physical weight and what you look like with that weight on as a determinant of your health when it is just like it's the first most shallow indicator like there are people who we would classify as fat or overweight who are the most flexible and powerful yogis i have ever seen and they are healthy and their blood work is great and like they just look bigger than other people and we're like no they're they're overweight they're unhealthy we don't actually know that for certain it's true health doesn't have a template or one look that's yeah. it exactly that's it that's it that's it that's the that's the overall message that's like, like you're healthy <laughs> that's, it. that's it that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I'm happy that you are sound today about what that experience has taught you. And thank you for departing your knowledge on the diabetes test. Warning for anyone who has to do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, science, fuck him. <laughs> um, science is a fuck boy. <laughs> so anyway, guys, we covered a lot in this episode. We yo-yoed. We talked about engagements rings yeah i really had to beef up a story about a blood test to match i got engaged <laughs> you know how hard that is to do you know how hard that is to follow i should have gone first yeah. <laughs> um uh, well we missed you guys as usual our lunch hour sadly has to come to an end but as again usual Hit us up with what you thought about this episode, any of your experiences. Also, tell me, like, tell us your engagement stories. I would love to hear from yes. everyone else. Like, did you know? Was it chaotic? Did he trip and fall? Was the photographer in the bush? Just let us know. We want it fully unfiltered. If it wasn't the most romantic thing ever, perfect. And also, we want to shout out some special fans. Yo! This, I... Oh, I feel really awful because I can't remember her name, but this girl ran up to me, literally ran. And I, I will admit that I thought that maybe I knew her and I was panicking because I couldn't place how I knew her. But then luckily she confirmed that I, in fact, had never met her before. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she ran up to me and just told me all about how much she loves us. She's listened to every single episode since day one she knows about our breakups she knows about the men we date she knows about my one night stands she knows about your history she remembers our breakup episodes the circumstances with different people in our lives the friendships that we've lost along the way and the friendships that we've gained she knew it all and then at the end of it she was just like i don't think you know how much you changed my life mm. and you can't put a price on that and that was another symbol from the universe that like, oh, we really are doing something here. And it was amazing to meet her. And I think she said she's in Abu Dhabi now. So shout out to you. I'm sure when you listen to this, you'll know it's you. Um, we love you. We do. We love you. We love 
like all of you guys, like the little, like the little drop-ins or the little bump-ins we have, um, whether online or in real life, just a little mention of like, I listen to the podcast makes our freaking day. And it also motivates us to make more episodes. Oh, it does. Because <laughs> so, cause listen, we know we're not consistent at this point. Like we fucking know. Okay. We know. We get it. We try. We're trying hard. Life is happening. 30s are chaotic. We did not see this coming, but we're going to do our best. We're going to keep you in our thoughts. But uh, to also like prayers. to mirror that back, like remind us. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I love Rem- that moment remind us. Being like, am I a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> the truth is I am. <laughs> I will take that crown. Podcastedly. Is there like a podcast celeb word that we can create? An artiste? Um, a potter, <laughs> a podcaster. No, a po- no. Podcast queen. No. no. Podcast royalty. No. Ho Rogan. No. Ho Rogan. I do like. Yeah. We'll work Hope on Rogan it. Free. Hope. Ro- <laughs> Let's say we're Hope Rogan free. Cool. Um. <laughs> all right, guys. We're wrapping this up now. Um. Yeah. You know what to do. We'll catch you in the next one when we do. Eventually, at, th- at this point, it's at your st- responsibility to to remind us. <laughs> at some stage, we will be back. TBD. Lots of love. Love XOXO. you guys. Bye. <laughs> Gossip girl. Bye.